lot of people out there realize that I'm a little bit hyper, a little bit different, and a little bit the same at the same time. What did I say? It doesn't really matter because we're talking big steel cage match where nothing makes sense. Labyrinth, come in. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to Buckingham Palace. They're all moving. Hello and welcome to another episode of This Is Brendan. Every day a new episode will drop on the main feeds featuring new archive and Patreon-exclusive podcast tweet teasers, samplers. I added a W to tweet teaser, which made a tweezer. That's what screwed me up. But you can find my link tree down below and all the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch links, everything. For February, Black History Month, I'll be celebrating different black historical figures and national days, plus Song of the Day and historical facts from this day, thanks to nationaldaycalendar.com, onthisday.com, and mybirthdayhits.com. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, wherever you're listening to this. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash brendan c. Become an accolade of Albright. And if you're in level three and higher, you get shouted on every podcast. So thanks so much for the continued support. Tommy Richardson, Jason Mitchell, Rob Arbick, Uncle Bobby B, Brian Watson, David Frank, Morgan, and Mama Thomas. You can find the original links to the Patreon podcast, which was done a year ago down below. I'm not going to lie. This week was kind of hectic with stuff, so I am uh, bulk recording the intro for these uh, so I haven't actually listened to the Patreon par- portion of the podcast yet. Two new episodes will drop next week, including a Fortnite challenge with Jamie Franchuk dropping on, I believe, February 13th. And uh, February 12th will feature a new episode as well. Uh, this week, uh, we will be celebrating Louis Armstrong, Ron Simmons, Rebecca Lee Crumpler, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, and Lee... Le- Lenten Price. I think I struggle with her name. That that episode will go out February 11th. Um, sorry. Uh, but if this is your first episode, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Brendan Caulfield, also known as professional wrestler Holden Albright. I am currently 30 years old and reside just outside Toronto, Ontario, Canada. In the past and occasionally, well, actually at the moment. I wrote this intro two years ago. I perform stand-up comedy with a mixture of magic while also creating a variety of fun content that you can see on the Patreon. I've used this specific podcast to talk to a wide range of people from all walks of life and over 100 episodes, over 160 episodes, helped me learn more about my friends, the world around us, and most importantly, my own self-discovery. Uh, if you enjoy this, please consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash Becoming an Acolyte of Albright. There you'll find hundreds of exclusive early podcasts, blogs, etc., etc. You get podcasts early. You get blogs, photos. Uh, you get bonus podcasts at level 2. You get bonus videos and more interaction at level 3. And you get raw podcasts and per- physical perks at level 4 and higher. Uh, this month I'm, like, funneling down and simplifying things, so... I appreciate any of the support, if it is spiritually, financially, or just listening and liking any of the online content, because I sincerely appreciate and thank you for allowing me to be along the ride on your pursuits of happiness. Thank you, stay safe, stay healthy, and find your happiness. It's not about being happy all the time, it's about doing more of what makes you happy and less of what stresses you out. 
Remember to listen, share, enjoy, and I'll talk to you all soon. Doing all nighters, no days off, gray hairs and a little girl weight loss. I predict, I predict, I predict, I predict. Disturbing London got the whole city panicking. I've been Nostradamus this man. Hello, it is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Happy Black History Month. Today we'll be celebrating Ron Simmons, professional wrestler. And also it's National Kite Flying Day. As always, credits are provided by nationaldaycalendar.com, onthisday.com, and mybirthdayhits.com. Uh, it's a little later, but I had a migraine after I came home from work, so I decided to take a nap and then jotting down all the notes taking out taking in and uh what have you but i'm also going to be adding the attachment of the folder or the file that i use so in case any of these names pop in your mind of interest go find the attachment you can look it up yourself or just click the links on this day.com is such a great fucking website uh but before without further ado i hope you're all doing well Ronald Simmons, born May 15, 1958, is an American retired professional wrestler and football player. He performed for WCW, World Championship Wrestling, and Extreme Championship Wrestling under his real name, which I didn't know he was an ECW, so I took a little note of uh, his ECW history. Uh, but and he also wrestled in the World Wrestling Federation slash World Wrestling Entertainment, WWFE, under both his real name and ring names Farouk Hassad, sometimes spelled... Assad, shit, that's what happened when you read it. And Farouk. In WCW, Simmons was a one-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion as the first African-American to win the title. He is recognized by WWE as the first black world champion in professional wrestling history. He is also a one-time WCW World Tag Team Champion with Butch Reed and a one-time WCW United States Tag Team Champion with Big Josh. He was one of the most prominent stars in the WWF in the early Attitude Era. In the WWF, he was a three-time WWF Tag Team Champion of the World, with Bradshaw as one half of the Accolades Protection Agency. Simmons was a sporadic world title contender between ECW and WWF, and led stable the nation of domination in the latter promotion. He was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2012. Prior to becoming a professional wrestler, Simmons was an American college and pro football player who was a defensive tackle in the National Football League, NFL, CFL, Canadian Football League, and the United States Football League, USFL, for four seasons during the 80s. He played college football for Florida State University and was recognized as an All-American. He played professionally for the NFL's Cleveland Browns, the CFL's Ottawa Rough Riders, and the USFL's Tampa Bay Bandits. It's kind of cool. He goes from Florida to Cleveland to Ottawa to back to Florida. Uh, and so for ECW, I didn't know his last match in WCW was September 94. And his first WWF appearance wasn't until July 95. Uh, it's very interesting. I'm going to actually listen to the Grill and JR episode they did about Ron Simmons earlier or last year, like a year ago. Uh, and between that time, September, and July, which is almost a year. I thought it was there immediately. He appeared in Extreme Championship Wrestling ECW from late 94 to early 95. During that time, he unsuccessfully challenged the World Heavyweight Champion Shane Douglas at November to Remember and had matches with Mikey Whipwreck and 911. Very interesting, very interesting dude. But it's also National Kite Flying Day. Observed annually on February 8th, National Kite Flying Day encourages exploring kite flying and making. Enthusiasts across the country mark the day by launching their kites or making plans to attend festivals. 
kites date back to China in 470 BC. China is full of lore and histories of the origins of the kite. Many are related to the way wind affects the leaves on the trees. The shelters they lived in blowing away the sails on their ship and the hats they wore upon their heads. The stories also tell of kites invented to spy on their enemies or to send messages. Evidence also shows the people of the South Sea Islands were using kites for fishing around the same time as the people of China. Early kites were constructed from bamboo or sturdy reeds for framing. Leaves, silk, or paper made ideal sails. Vines or braided fibers completed the line or tether. While people initially used kites as a tool, they also used them for ceremonial reasons as well. Whether they sent messages into the heavens or to lift offerings up to the gods, kites have uh, had a symbolic place in the culture. Today, kites are popular both as hobbies and for outdoor fun. They range from a simple diamond kite to more complicated box kites and giant sled kites. Stunt kites, also known as sports kites, are designed so the operator can maneuver the kite into dips, twists, and dives with dramatic effect. Tips for getting your kite up in the air and keeping it there? Be sure the kite is assembled correctly. That seems like a very simple idea. Check the wind. Some kites require more wind and others less. Picking the right day for your kite is key. A light breeze, 5 to 20 miles per hour, is generally optimal. Be safe. Don't fly a kite near power lines, trees, or other sky-high obstacles. Wide open spaces are best. So, like, don't discover electricity. Be safer. Don't fly in the rain. And once again, don't discover electricity. When launching the kite, be sure to have your back to the wind. If the wind is light, have a friend hold the kite downwind and hold your line tight, reeling in slowly until the kite launches. Ah, that's a nice tip. I feel like every time I try to fly a kite, I failed. And I think I'm always, like, facing the wind, so it makes sense for it to be in my back so that the, the line extends in front of me and not behind me. Interesting. Don't let the line out too quickly. Let the line out at the same pace the kite is gaining altitude. How to observe National Kite Flying Day? Fly a kite! Make a kite. Scout out kite festivals to attend in the months to come, you know, because it's fucking cold out. Host a kite flying lesson. Learn about the signs behind kite fly. Why the fuck is kite flying day? Like, especially it's a national, which means like North America or specifically the United States for this website. It's cold. We're not in California. Fuck, Texas is cold too. They set a record in the 30s for being negative 31 Fahrenheit. I j that wasn't a fact that's coming up later on, but it's one of the ones I noticed and I didn't take down. Kite flying frequently asked questions. What is the world's largest kite? According to Guinness World Records, Abdulamham al Farsai and Ferris al Farsai flew the world's largest kite on February 15, 2005, measuring 25.475 meters, 83 feet, 7 inches long, and 131 feet, 3 inches wide. The kite flew at the Kuwait Halal Festival in Kuwait City. Is kite flying a sport? Which, by the way, I only really know Kuwait because it, I think Vader got like arrested there because he assaulted a news anchor. But is kite flying a sport? Flying quite... Fuck... Flying kites is quite competitive. Kite design and the altitude a kite achieves are both measures for competition. Additionally, flying kites can be physically a physically demanding event. What are the largest kite flying festivals? In North America, Washington State. It's fucking cold in Washington State right now. Their international kite festival hosts a larger gathering of kites each year. So why the fuck don't we celebrate this in, like, the spring? February 8th history. In 1587, Mary, Queen of Scots, is beheaded at Forenehe Castle, age 44, after being convicted of plotting to assassinate Elizabeth I in the Babington Plot. 
Ooh, Mary's tried to take out Elizabeth. In 1735, the first opera is performed in the American colonies, presented by the English Ballad Opera Company. They performed Flora or Hob in the Well, a courtroom above the Shepherd's Tavern in Charleston, South Carolina, hosted the production. Oh, I fucked this up. In 1600, Vatican convicts scholar and friar Giordano Bruno, who believed in an infinite universe, of hearsay and sentences to be burnt at the stake. Religion being consistent about if you're not in our plan, go fuck yourself. In 1855, the devil's footprints, hoof-like marks mysteriously appear over 60 kilometers after snowfall in southern Devon, England. Is this like a southern devon version of the new jersey devil hmm we gotta look that up gil me make a, an episode about that in uh for christmas <laughs> for halloween in 1910 the boy scouts of america is incorporated by william d boyce it was actually boy scouts of america day but i didn't want to talk about it because i'm pretty sure there's been like assault and abuse so i'm like Ew. but 1910 they started so happy 112th birthday boy scouts of america my sister was in like girl guide, not girl guides, brownies. Maybe it became girl guides, but like she was in like brownies. I never did this shit. I don't know why. My family didn't want me to have like good life skills. In 1915, The Birth of a Nation, the first 12 real film in America, directed by D.W. Griffiths, starring Lillian Gish and My Marsh, opens at Clunes Auditorium in Los Angeles. In 1926, Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio becomes Walt Disney Studios disney brothers and then walt's like fuck you i'm the dude <laughs> in 1931 gas explosion fire in function coal mine manchuria kills 3000 e in 1936 the nfl hosts their first ever draft jay burwanger from university of chicago first picked by philadelphia eagles in 1936 the first successful toronto maple leaf penalty shot conature versus rangers hmm and they were never successful after that, except that little run in the 60s. In 1942, Congress advises FDR that Americans of Japanese descent should be locked up in mass so they wouldn't oppose the, the U.S. war effort. If your people oppose something, like, that's what democracy is great for. Like, they can fight for it, but ugh, don't just, like... Like, I'm not for the trucking protests and convoy, but don't arrest them in mass just because they have a truck license. Take away that license? Yeah. 1944, the American journalist Henry McAlbin Malcolm, became the first black correspondent accredited to the White House. Congratulations, Henry. 1946, Portuguese dictator. I didn't know Portugal had dictators. Like, it makes sense, I guess. Antonio de Oliveira Salazar forbids opposition parties. In 1948, Canada beat Switzerland 3-0 to regain the Olympic ice hockey title at the St. Moritz Winter Games forward Walter Hayter top scores with 29 points in Canada's fifth Olympic title. So hundreds plus years of Switzerland versus Canada. 1960, Boston Celtic Bill Russell becomes the first NBAer with 50 rebounds. He got 51. In 1965, the Supremes released a single, Stop in the Name of Love. Da, 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 da. In 1968, the Planet of the Apes premieres in New York City. In 1969, a meteorite weighing over one ton falls in Chihuahua, Mexico. Ooh. In 1970, 
1971, Pedro Morales beats Ivan Koloff in New York to become WWF Wrestling Champ. In 1974, TV sitcoms Good Times, a spinoff from Mod, starring Essa Roll, John Amos, and J.J. Walker, premieres on CBS TV. In 1974, the American television soap opera The Secret Storm ends a 20-year run on CBS. See, it's very interesting because, like, the first, like, TV soap opera was, like, in the 40s. I talked about it last week or the week before. And now uh, a 20-year run for this. What is the longest-running soap opera right now? Hmm. Uh, In 1976, the Martin Scorsese film Taxi Driver premieres starring Robert De Niro, Sybil Shepard, and Jodie Foster. The film was nominated for four Academy Awards and two Golden Globes. Do I need to watch Taxi Driver? If you listen to this, comment down below. Do I need to watch Taxi Driver? I do have another movie pick that I'm going to watch at some point in the next week. But 1977, Hustler publishes publisher Larry Flint sentenced on obscenity charges. I would totally be arrested for the shit I say or think. But would I say or think the things I think without like people like Larry Flint in history? If I was born in 1952 and not 92, and I'm like 25 at this time. Hmm, interesting. In 1983, Price Stallion and Derby winner Sugar is kidnapped in Ireland, never to be found, causing Lloyds of London to pay out $10.6 million. That's a lot of glue. If you understand that joke, you're my kind of people. In 1984, first time eight people are in space. Kinky. In 1986 and 1984, Summer Olympics, LAPD bomb squad chief Arlay McCree and his partner, Officer Ronald Ball of the Firearms and Explosive Unit, are killed while trying to dismantle two pipe bombs. Ooh. Uh, loving memory? I don't know how to do that without, like, God bless you, whatever. Like, I'm not religious, so. In 1990, 60 Minutes commentator Andy Rooney is suspended by CBS for racial remarks attributed to him by a gay magazine. Oh, what a surprise. In the 90s, cancel culture was a thing? Oh, yeah, because it's called accountability, you dumb fuck. In 1992, I'm too sexy for my shirt too sexy for my i'm too sexy by right said fred peaks at number one and i've seen this on like the song of the day thing but i don't want to play it i don't want to play it. that is as close as i'm gonna get to playing it today's song is still from the 70s it's actually older than yesterday's song in 1993 gm sues nbc alleging that dateline nbc program had rigged two car truck crashes to show that the 1973 to 87 gm pickups were prone to fires and i only kind of know about that because of the simpsons mocking it and okay so this one's funny it's listed as a sports moment when it should just be like an entertainment moment in 1994 jack nicholson uses a golf club to attack a car because it's a golf club they're like oh this is a sports moment but like jack nicholson's an actor unless wait is this how do i i gotta press control and click is is this the Jack Nicholson that might possibly... No, no, no. I saw the photo already, actually. Why am I looking this up? Now I froze my whole thing. Uh, now I gotta wait. Yeah, so I'm back. My computer loaded. It is the actor Jack Nicholson. Uh, in 2002, the 19 Winter Olympics Games, I only know X1X because of WrestleMania, uh, opens in Salt Lake City, Utah, United States. In 2008, Nebraska bans the electric chair as a sole execution method in 2009 singer rihanna cancels an appearance at the grammys after being assaulted by boyfriend at the time chris brown in 2010 747-8 firefighter takes off for its maiden flight from plainfield washington in 2013 29 people are killed in 69 
don't joke about it, are injured in a series of Iraq bombings. In 2013, 16 people are killed and 27 are wounded by a market bombing in Kalaya, Pakistan. In 2013, a massive blizzard begins in the U.S. and Canada that resulted in 15 deaths, 5,300 canceled flights, and loss of power for 900,000 people. In 2014, 15 people are killed and 130 injured in a hotel fire in Medina, Saudi Arabia. In 2014, 17 people are killed after a truck and bus collide in Mendoza, Argentina. Bad day for Argentina and Saudi Arabia, uh, February 8th, 2014. In 2015, Ivory Coast wins the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations Football Championship. In 2015, 68th British Film and Television Awards Boyhood won the best film, Richard look later was the best director so if you've never watched boyhood it literally follows the same actors and actresses for like 15 20 years and you actually like see their growth and like there's no real story but like it's very much how seinfeld is a show about everyday things this is a a series of just life not life-changing events just life progression and evolution like you see the same eight-year-old when he's 12 and then when he's 14 and 20 that's very good i remember watching that um at uh cineplex when i worked there so it might have been one of the last movies i watched at cineplex actually in 2018 bangladesh court sentences former prime minister khalida zia to five years in prison for corruption in 2019 there was a fire at niho di yorubu football club center for f- in flamingo football club rio de janeiro and it kills 10 people in 2020, gunman shoots and kills 29 people in a shopping center in Nakan, Rajahishima. I feel like they, this shit should all always have like pronunciation next to it. In Thailand, with 57 injured, shooter shot and killed by security forces a day later. In 2021, martial law was declared in Mandalay, Myanmar, 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 amid continuing protests against the country's military coup. Now I know for sure I heard that on BBC last year. Birthdays on February 8th. Rebecca Lee Crumbler was born in 1831. She would go on to, in 1964, she became the first African-American woman to earn a medical degree in the United States. Dr. Crumbler opened her practice in Boston and published a book of medical discourses. I think I'm going to feature Rebecca Lee tomorrow. Jules Verne was born in 1828. The French science fiction author wrote a series of popular adventure novels, including Journey to the Center of the Earth, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and Around the World in 80 Days. In 1834, Dmitry Mendeleev, a Russian chemist and inventor who devised the periodic table of elements, was born in Tobolsk, Russia. He died in 1907. Uh, I know for sure yesterday was National Periodic Table Day, so... Uh, fitting but like if his birthday was a day later why didn't they just wait for today a little canadian history in 1894 billy bishop was born on february 8th he was a canadian first world war flying ace born in owen sound ontario he died in 1956 james dean was born in 1931 best known for his role as jim stark in the film rebel without a cause the actor james dean also performed in several television shows before his tragic death so when i get it from national day calendar it doesn't give me when they die but from onthisday.com, it does give me when they die. So I think I'm going to start adding in, like, when they die, just to, like, heads up. But Rebel Without a Cause, I've heard so much about it. It's from 1955, I want to say. Yep. So that is actually my movie I'm going to try to watch in the next week. 
John Williams was born in 1932. The American composer is considered cinema's most distinguished. Oh, that John Williams. And honored composers in film history. During his career, Williams has produced some of the most identifiably identifiable and critically acclaimed film scores ever written. His film scores include Star Wars, Superman, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and many, many more. Uh, there's a great podcast here by Wonderly called Blockbuster. I believe there have been two seasons. Great. They talk about James Cameron, um, James Cameron in general, and then the first season talked about George Lucas and Steven Spielberg while creating Jaws and Star Wars and E.T. Like, it's a very fun, interesting podcast. Ted Koppel, 1940, the award-winning broadcast journalist, served as the anchor for ABC's Nightline for 25 years. During his nearly 60-year career, Koppel has covered the assassinated President F. Kennedy to the election of President Barack Obama. Mary Steenberg was born in 1953. The versatile, award-winning American actress is known for her roles on films including Book Club, Elf, and Parenthood. In 1960, Dina Cicerelli, Canadian Hockey Hall of Fame right wing, most goals for NHL undrafted player, 608, was born in Sarnia, Ontario. Fun fact, in January 1988, Cicerelli was charged with assault after hitting Luke Richardson with his stick. If you look up Dino Cicerelli... There's, like, a news article from fucking uh, the time period, and then they feature, like, I think the Detroit Red Wings or Boston fucking up police officers. Oh, it's crazy. But it's nice to know, like, even pro athletes can be charged with assault and shit. 1968, Gary Coleman, American actor from different strokes, was born in Zion, Illinois. He died in 2010. In 1972, it's the big show! Paul Wright II, an American professional wrestler, was born in Aiken, South Carolina. In 1974, Seth Green, American actor and producer, Family Guy, Awesome Powers, and more, Robot Chicken, born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In 1974, Kimbo Slice, Kevin Ferguson, an American mixed martial arts artist, was born in the Bahamas. He died in 2016. Bethany Hamilton, American pro surfer, known as the story behind Soul Surfer, uh, is born in Lohai, Hawaii. Deaths on February 8th, 1938, Vincent Mad Dog Call, an Irish-American mob hitman, was murdered at 23 by the Dutch Schultz gang. He was 23. A little 1932, 23, 32, fun little bang of birth. In 2021, David Egerton, English Rugby Union, number eight, seven caps, Bath Rugby, and broadcaster for the BBC, died from COVID-19 at age 59. And lastly, last year, 2021, Mary Wilson, American pop vocalist, Supremes, Where Did Our Love Go, died at 76. And it's apropos, I believe that's the correct word, that she died on the same day that their son became number one, uh, Stop in the Name of Love. But... The song you'll be listening to, which I guess it should be The Supremes, to be honest. But it is going to be Please Mr. Postman, The Carpenters. If you were born February 8th, 1975, then Mr. Please Mr. Postman by The Carpenters was the number one song in Canada on your birthday. The song went to number one on February 8th, 1975 and stayed at the top of the charts for one week. And that's it for this. Uh, I'm going to get that breathing exercise in there. Don't forget to do it. But... As I now always leave you, even if I fail to make progress today, I can still make progress tomorrow. You can be scared, you can be nervous, you can be uncertain. Show up anyways. That's how you will succeed. You can do it. Remember to forgive your younger self, believe in your current self, and create your future self. You woke up this morning. 
you're already winning. And I hope you know that you made today a very special day by just being you. There's no one in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. So in through the nose, out through the mouth, out through your mouth like a straw. So one, two, three. One more time. And I hope you continue these breathing exercises while the song plays. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Just have fun. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys. Take care. Stop, whoa, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, wait, wait.